Governor Eric Holcomb on an overseas mission to make Indiana a major player in the high-stakes battle for the next big wave in innovation. Plus, the campus will operate as... A historic name change for a university that's called downtown Indianapolis home for over a half century. Business leaders weigh in on what's next for IUPUI. And Butler bullish on its future. A capital campaign that's putting cash in the coffers, transforming it into the campus of the future. From Indianapolis, with an eye on every corner of Indiana. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Ice Miller and Indiana University. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick. Let's get right to our top headlines now. Indiana in the spotlight for having some of the best cities for startups in the Midwest. Six Indiana cities made that list. Indy ranked highest at number three. Housing, a critical issue for many Indiana communities. In Vermilion County, officials are eyeing a state-supported deal to add 15 single-family homes in Cayuga. And Notre Dame and Purdue are among a dozen universities launching a microchip network. The Midwest Regional Network aimed at grabbing a bigger piece of the multi-billion dollar semiconductor and microelectronics sector. To our top story now, an Inside Indiana Business exclusive, Governor Eric Holcomb and the state doubling down on efforts to attract big investment and jobs in the microelectronics and electric vehicle battery sectors. Governor Holcomb and a delegation headed overseas this weekend to sell Indiana as a prime location for investment. And I'm pleased to be joined by the governor in studio with more on the trip and what he hopes to accomplish. Governor, thanks for joining us. Great to be back with you, Gary. Uh, okay, let's do it. You're headed to Korea uh, and uh, a number of meetings uh, there focused in particular on electric vehicle batteries. Talk yeah. about the trip, what you want to do. Well, it's, it's first and foremost to say thank you to, to our uh, companies, South Korean companies who are in Indiana. So we'll have the, you know, the standard AmCham mm -hmm. uh, huddle uh, and be able to collaborate and, and learn what's on their radar right now. But it's also, you know, the first rule of business and sales is you got to show up. And yeah. so um, as we continue to develop these strategic partnerships, uh, both, both uh, you know, in South Korea and Japan and Taiwan, and you just go down the list in that in that part of the world. This is really the epicenter of, or, or the center of gravity when it comes to the future of mobility. And so, yes, we will be talking about um, battery production and the research and development that goes into it, capacity, increasing that capacity uh, as we go more and more EV. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a very lucrative sector. A lot of states after investment in electric vehicle battery uh, area. Stellantis uh, and Samsung SDI announced uh, not long ago a major joint venture in Kokomo, uh, $2.5 billion at least to start 1,400 jobs. I know you'll be meeting with Samsung on this trip. Yeah, we'll be meeting with um, different divisions of Samsung, Samsung SDI. You know, I, I remember you were there. I just mm -hmm. said that you know, we want to not just celebrate here in Indiana, but we want to celebrate it at your home too. Mm -hmm. And so we'll have a we'll have a time where we'll be able to do that. But again, this is all about really getting the best minds to meet mm -hmm. in the world. And so it's just a it's it's a real asset for us to have a Purdue University delegation with us yeah. on this trip because what we're talking about is not just 
um, the future, but, but uh, really the future of these industries and all the research and development, the design that goes into before that production rolls off. So again, we'll be able to say thanks to our longtime friends and then meet some new ones and really be able to sell yeah. all, the, all the assets Indiana has to offer. What is the potential for Indiana in this sector? Because it, it's huge. I mentioned the investment in Kokomo itself yeah. uh, is massive, two and a half billion dollars. But what's the potential here realistically for Indiana to, to grab a big piece of this pie and the types of jobs and the average yeah. salaries these jobs oh, bring. Yeah, very high wage jobs, not just high demand, but high wage. And and we really have the potential, I, I liken it almost to a gold rush where people are rushing mm -hmm. to where this ecosystem uh, is going to mature. And, and not just on the coast, but in the middle of the country, we have things to offer that others don't in terms of distribution and logistics, our prowess on that front as well. So having Purdue and Notre Dame and Indiana University and Rose Holman and Butler and our list is, you know, that's a yeah. deep bench. And those are talent pipelines and the curriculum that goes with it, the the task force, the microelectronics um, accelerating that microelectronics production and, and mm -hmm. distribution task force, the AMPT, it, it, that is a huge asset and shows that we're not just trying to woo companies to come here, but we're trying to help them grow here. And that, as that ecosystem continues to grow itself and evolve more and more, and so the companies aren't um, as worried about the competition around them. They, they, many of them like that mm -hmm. because that helps, that, that ecosystem helps and they can get more and more talent close by. And the collaboration that comes out of it, that's where these, these ideas of institutes and we have them over there and they have them here. Um, that's, that's where this gets really exciting and, and the synergy when you harness all of that, um, you know, Katie, bar the door, the yeah. sky's the limit for Indiana. Well, you talk about the sky's the limit, you talk about a gold rush, especially when it comes to, to computer chips, microelectronics. Yeah. Um, you got Silicon Valley, but, but yep. there really isn't, in your That's view, right. a center for that right now. Do you think Indiana can become that? I think we are becoming that. And, uh, and I think the Midwest in general. So the heartland is really trying to step up, but, but Indiana, because of our proximity and um, you know, proximity to so many engineers, and to have the single largest, single largest community college to where they play a very important role in this whole ecosystem as well. And so this is really um, the right time uh, for Indiana to be making major investments and, and showing up around the world uh, and, and selling our story. You, you, you mentioned uh, education and workforce and that pipeline yeah. uh, and the importance of that. Obviously, there was a lot made when Intel announced that big investment in Ohio uh, uh, around workforce. How important is the academic piece, Purdue, IU, Notre Dame, others, Ivy Tech, to that pipeline and in, in, in getting the numbers that you need to make these deals happen? I think it's the difference maker. Uh, and I think it will continue to uh, to be. It's the linchpin. If if you don't have that talent pipeline, and it has to be seamless, it has to be, you know, across the street mm -hmm. physically, um, then you're probably not even in the game mm -hmm. because it's that critical. And the and the industry is changing so fast around the world that we're able to solve some of these. Um, supply chain issues if we can have a hub in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. And so this is not just whether you're talking about battery capacity or production or semiconductors, chips. This is not just economic security. This also has an effect on our national security as well for us and our allies. And so um, it's also a, almost a patriotic duty to step forward and say, here's how we can help. 
Yeah, only have about 15 seconds, but seems to be a sense of urgency in this area that that competition is ramping up. So this trip is not about long term. This is about, hey, getting over there and making things happen. Yeah, this is about yesterday, today and tomorrow. And I mean that literally. Um, And and. we, we don't have a moment to lose. Yep. All right. Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb headed to South Korea. Governor, thank you for joining us, and we'll certainly be following up. Thank you. All right. Next, who's your business leaders weigh in on the move to split IUPUI into two separate schools? What it could mean for attracting and retaining talent in the region. Plus, a guy with an eye for talent on the big screen. Movies that matter, the movies that you care about emotionally, are those where you connect to the characters. It's never about the sports. It's never about who wins and loses. Much more and some great stories from Angelo Pizzo, the man who brought movies like Hoosiers and Rudy to life. That's this week's Business and Beyond podcast. You can find it starting Monday at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Here's what's making news now around Indiana. Well, the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, IBJ Media, and Inside Indiana Business, we were all honored to host our Engage Indiana event this week in the South Bend Elkhart region. We were joined by C-suite executives, business community, academic leaders from the region, and focused on key business issues impacting the region. At the event, I talked with Indiana Secretary of Commerce Brad Chambers about the impact of the state's ready grants on northern Indiana. Kudos to the legislature and the governor for creation of this READY program, which in some ways forced collaboration. But now that collaboration has come together, man, is it is it being used well. The, the northern part of the state in this South Bend Elkhart region for specifically is, has done such a good job on being thoughtful about their READY applications and their deployment. There, and there's more room up here for more READY. We'll have reaction from regional leadership throughout this week's show. And you can watch uh, interviews from the event also at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Vice President Yu, IUPUI's had a pipeline to the nation's second highest office. Both Mike Pence and Dan Quayle graduated from the McKinney School of Law at IUPUI. IUPUI, it's been a household name around Indiana for decades, but a name change is in the works. Around Indiana reporter Mary Rachel Redmond got reaction this week from business leaders. Well, Gary, just the name change itself may be hard for folks to get used to after more than 50 years is IUPUI. But leaders in the business community are looking at the newly branded IU Indianapolis as a big time opportunity to attract and retain talent right here in the capital city. For us, this is talent. This brings talent to the region. I mean, we've done a lot and we've invested a lot here in the city and in the state. And one of the challenges we've had is, you know, really honing in and grabbing that talent that we need. And so uh, by attracting more and more people, because we'll have something to really hang our hats on and say, hey, IU has a presence here in the city. Purdue has a presence here in the city. That's something that we can market to potential employees that want to come and work for us as we continue to grow our business. Putting more focus on research, putting more focus on um, cross collaboration with companies. Um, really is something that has been lacking in Indianapolis. And instead of having, you know, adjuncts of IU and Purdue, having a separate major university here uh, should go a long way toward economic development. The MSCEO also added the talent piece to this is only the tip of the iceberg. 
Many of the great universities of the world are centered in urban, urban centers because of, the, because of the great opportunities that are afforded by all of the things that are available there, especially the corporations, especially the lifestyle opportunities. And bringing that to Indianapolis and expanding it here um, it should do wonders for this community. It's been lacking, it's been needed, uh, and now the fact that IU and Purdue are both focusing on developing their capabilities here should go a long way toward uh, really building the economic future of the region. I'd like to see, you know, friction, quite frankly, good friction from others wanting to come in uh, to our state, to our city, uh, and field some of these positions that we have. I would love for that to be the case, and, and that's what I expect to see, honestly, in the next 20 or 30 years. This is the place uh, where we attract talent and where people want to come. Undoubtedly a win-win for both universities and Central Indiana's business community that by all accounts will only continue to grow stronger in the ongoing battle for keeping and retaining talent right here in the state of Indiana. Reporting on IUPUI's campus, Mary Rachel Redman for IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business. All right, Mary Rachel, thank you. Also making headlines around Indiana this week, Indiana farmers could see a record soybean yield this fall. The U.S. Department of Agriculture says Hoosier farmers on pace to see a statewide soybean average of 60 bushels per acre. That yield, if realized, would produce 350 million bushels of soybeans. Indiana farmers planted 5.8 million acres of the crop. Soybean production nationally forecast to reach 4.5 billion bushels, and that's up 2% from last year. The St. John Town Council in Northwest Indiana has approved a plan to create a new riverfront district. Our partners at the Times of Northwest Indiana report the move will allow the Lake County town to obtain additional liquor licenses. The council says the uh, town is currently out of licenses and the number is determined by the state based on a municipality's population. The addition of a riverfront district is designed to help local restaurants obtain licenses at more reasonable prices. The unoccupied land in the district could be used to attract high-end restaurants, a hotel, or banquet facility. Up next, a made-in-Indiana startup with a tool that could save pharmaceutical companies millions of dollars when it comes to trashing contaminated drugs during the development process. And in this week's IBJ, more on the impact of the breakup at IUPUI and how it could mean big growth for both schools. Could 2023 be the year for marijuana in Indiana and rapid transit rolling along in Indy? An update on construction of Indigo's Purple Line. This is Alex Brown. Get caught up on the state's top business news every business day with Inside Indiana Business Radio On Demand. This twice-daily podcast features our statewide Inside Indiana Business radio reports with additional bonus content that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. You can listen now on the podcast page at InsideIndianaBusiness.com or subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Blockchain company, SimbaChain, yeah. who's now working with you know the U.S. government and, and many other big, big companies. Um, you're seeing more and more instances of great startups actually becoming more mature, which is inspiring other people to want to say, you know, we've got the resources, we've got the infrastructure, now we can find the funding yeah. and we could actually do this. Chemcrest CEO Amish Shah, part of our Engage Indiana event in the South Bend Elkhart region. You can watch more interviews from that event. All you have to do is go to InsideIndianaBusiness.com.
It's time now to go inside innovation. DePaul University's STEM Guide program has received the 2022 Inspiring Programs in STEM Award from the largest and oldest diversity and inclusion publication in higher education. Insight into Diversity Magazine honors colleges and universities that encourage and assist students from underrepresented groups to enter the fields of science, technology, engineering, and math. DePaul's program will be featured along with 78 others in the September issue of the magazine. Well, the Indy Fresh Market is scheduled to open late next year, and a new study shows that it could bring long-term impact on the near northeast side of Indianapolis. The Indiana University Public Policy Institute conducted an economic analysis on behalf of Cook Medical and discovered the store could have a one-time economic impact of $11.1 million, plus an annual impact of $4.6 million in wages and benefits. The grocery will be located adjacent to the new medical device manufacturing plant owned by Bloomington based cook and operated by Goodwill Commercial Services. Time now for a look at what's making news in the business of health. Here's Kylie Valletta. Thanks, Gary. Boosted by a recent $1.6 million seed round, West Lafayette-based startup Novolytic is just days away from testing its technology with major U.S. pharmaceutical companies. A crucial part of the drug-making process is putting all the starting organisms into bioreactors, which are fermenters, just a bit fancier than the ones used to make beer, says Chief Executive Officer Paul Dreyer. Similar to how canaries were used in coal mines to detect dangerous gases, Novolytic calls its tool the canary in the fermenter. It can detect in real time if contaminants are developing that could run an entire batch of drugs. The tool is sold as an add-on kit for small instruments pharmaceutical companies already use. In the next two weeks, Novolytic will launch pilot testing with four major U.S. pharmaceutical companies. That's a really big deal. Anytime you're bringing a new technology to the world, um, the world has to prove that it works there in the real world, right? So it's one thing to be able to do these great things in our laboratories, but when you can do it and do it at the hands of your future customers, that proves to the world that you have a great technology. And even big uh, government regulatory agencies like the FDA and some of the other people that will look at manufacturing of pharmaceuticals, they like to see a pilot run. So it's a, it's a big, important step for us. Dreyer says for any protein-based drug, 60 to 80 percent of the manufacturing cost is in purifying, so the kit could save drug makers millions of dollars. Novolytic plans to go to market in early 2023. The Milk Bank is hosting milk drives to provide donor milk to Hoosier babies who are struggling to find infant formula as the shortage continues. The milk drives are in partnership with the Indiana Department of Health. The Hoosier state has been affected by not only shortages in stores and safety recalls associated with Abbott Nutrition, but also breastfeeding rates below the national average. The Every Ounce Counts initiative is a statewide collaborative effort to increase both immediate and long-term milk donations. The next drive is Tuesday in Lake County with the Food Bank of Northwest Indiana. To register or see the list of other milk drives, just go to our website, InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Gary, back to you. Butler University's bold new vision for the future, how a blockbuster capital campaign is paving the way for a campus of tomorrow. We have participated, sort of gotten our fair share of the last 10 years of the economic boom. And I think we've done a good job at that. I think, you know, like 
almost all economies right now, people are worried about what the future is going to look like, what's going to do to our RV industry, what's going to do to the manufacturing industry, supply chain issues. But where we've done a really good job is we've made some advancements in technology. We've done a lot in the form of, of uh, really advanced manufacturing and starting to see some benefits from that. So I think, look, we have the foundational pieces to continue to prosper over the long term. Graham Allen Partners founder Tracy Graham from our Engage Indiana event in South Bend this week. You can watch more interviews from that event at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. This week in 1933, Dr. Dorothy C. Stratton was named the first full-time dean of women at Purdue University. She saw the enrollment of women increase from 500 to more than 1,400. During World War II, she was commissioned the first director of the Women's Reserve of the U.S. Coast Guard. It's time now for Eye on Education. Well, fresh off a blockbuster fundraising campaign, Butler University is looking to the future and a campus that will reflect the new realities of higher education. The Butler and Beyond fundraising campaign blew past its stretch goal of $250 million, raising a total of $263 million. And the university is now developing a campus master plan. President Jim Danko tells me demographic shifts will mean the campus of the future will look different when it comes to things like traditional on-campus living. We will continue to be strong in that, but we also are looking at the future in terms of other forms of education, whether it's graduate programs, certificate programs. We have a number of uh, partnerships now with corporations in the area where we're providing uh, executive level education uh, and distance education, a big uh, push toward that. Uh, so I, I talk about by the year 2030, having an equal amount of educational efforts outside of undergrad residential as we do with undergrad residential. Danko tells me there will also be very visible physical changes to campus as part of the Butler Gateway Project. We're looking at even renovating the front of Hinkle in the next camp, uh, campaign, uh, trying to find space for other uh, entities and including, as you mentioned, potentially a boutique hotel of some sort on campus. So just trying to uh, really make the entryways into our campus, the perimeter of our campus, really rich and, 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 and really make great connections to elevate this entire region. It's been something we've been talking about a long time going before the pandemic, and I really uh, am focusing a lot of energy and time on that moving forward. Elsewhere, the Indiana Learning Lab, a free online learning tool for teachers, parents, and school leaders all over Indiana, has reached a milestone, 25,000 users. Five Star Technology Solutions created the lab to support educators and families during the switch to online learning. The Indiana Learning Lab, home to nearly 2,500 digital resources, live and on-demand workshops, collections, lesson ideas, and a lot more. That's all the time we have for this edition of Inside Indiana Business. Remember, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, this is your last chance to get a funnel cake, corn dog, or ear of corn at the Indiana State Fair. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.